0: You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I am your host, Steph, and today I'm going to be previewing the 49ers offense and how they match up against the Saints defense. And I know what you might be thinking. You see the title of this podcast today. It's called Why the 49ers Can't Overlook the Saints. If you're seeing this on YouTube, the thumbnail says, is this a trap game? And you might be wondering, Steph, well, how could you say that? How could you say such a thing? Don't you have any faith in the 49ers? Of course, I do have faith in the 49ers, but I also am aware of the fact Looking, doing some research on this game and and like this matchup. I think there's reason why the 49ers just cannot overlook the Saints and in particular this defense, which we're gonna be talking about today, how the 49ers offense matches up against them. So I'll give you my reasoning today. So don't panic. But yes, I still feel like there's a way the 49ers can win despite that. So I will also explain all of that. What's going on, Melissa? Thank you for joining today. Yes, thank you for the Thanksgiving uh, greeting here. She says, Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys. Um, I won't be going live tomorrow, uh, obviously, for the holiday, but I will be back on Friday to be get. I'll be giving a preview of the 49ers defense and how they match up against the Saints offense. Okay, anyway. Today we're talking about the 49ers offense. So, let's just get right into that and let's see here. Oop. One second. I got to bring in my my slides for some uh, you know, visual uh aid for what I'm talking about here. So, give me one second. I'm just bringing it up here. Melissa says trap games are especially are real especially because we won three straight and Jimmy G or Yeah, hasn't been picked in a while. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, The 49ers are kind of rolling right now, so there's always that potential that they could get caught up in uh, all of that and, you know, maybe forget about the opponent in front of them. I don't expect that to happen, but, you know, you can never be too sure. So, anyway, I put together some stats uh, of the Saints here. One second. Oh, I wanted to go over them. Forgot to put the the injuries stuff here. But, oh, yeah, here it is. Sorry. A little discombobulated today. All right, so the Saints beat reporter here said that, you know, the Saints are getting some key players back at practice today. So this is something to keep an eye on. You see uh, Bradley Roby, their corner, as well as Marshawn Lattimore. They've missed a few weeks now. They're practicing today. That is huge for the Saints and what they're able to do on defense, so I thought I'd call that out because that's important, as well as their defensive end, Marcus Davenport and Cameron Jordan, they are all practicing today, so something to keep an eye on throughout the week. Like I said, some of these players being back for the Saints is huge, especially on defense. So we'll just have to keep an eye on it throughout the week. Just because they're practicing or starting to practice doesn't mean they play, but there's that possibility could be a boost for the Saints. So keep that in mind throughout the week, but I'll keep you posted. All right, so I wanted to show you guys some of the stats that I've gathered on the Saints, just some rankings, right? They are sixth in sack percentage. And of course, the uh, higher or the closest to one that the ranking number is, the better they are. So they are sixth. That's pretty good in sack percentage. Um, they get sacks 8.58% of the time. I would assume that's on dropbacks. And in their last three games, they are ranked fourth in sack percentage. So the offensive line didn't give up any sacks last last week against the cardinals but there is an opportunity not an opportunity but there is a chance that we see uh the saints get a sack or two against the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo this week based on this stat something to keep an eye on they're also seventh in opponent completion percentage they're allowing just 61.29% of their Uh, of opponent uh, passes to be completed and they're an eighth in opponent passing yards per game, 195.2. That is their average passing yards allowed per game this season. So again, not very high. Eighth is pretty good in comparison to, you know, many other teams in the league and they are also 12th in opponent yards per game. They're 12th in opponent first downs per game. And this is where it starts to uh, go in the favor of the 49ers. So I mentioned just now all of the the good rankings for them, which I think are noticeable. I mean, passing yards per game, yards allowed per game, first opponent first downs per game. I think uh, those would all equate to the 49ers offense possibly having a tougher time. Um, on offense against this defense. But let me list these next ones here, which I, I think there's room for the 49ers to have some success. They, the Saints defense it, are ranked 23rd in yards per carry allowed. Hello. So they're eighth in opponent passing yards per game, but they're 23rd in yards per carry allowed. What does that tell you? Well, tells me that Jimmy Garoppolo may have a harder time passing the football. In this game, but on the bright side, it sounds like the Saints defense are susceptible to the run a bit. They're allowing 4.6 yards per carry on average. So that's pretty good. And I will mention in their last three games alone, the Saints defense have allowed an average of 184.3 rushing yards per game. In that span, in the last three weeks, that is the worst in the NFL. 184.3 rushing yards allowed per game. So that is something that could play a role in this game. Maybe the 49ers aren't able to throw as much, but they might have a lot of success on the ground, which we know the 49ers are also comfortable winning that way. So that could be the difference between the type of game that we saw last week and the one that we see potentially against the saints on Sunday. So Something to keep at the back of your mind it may be a big Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell game this week. Also, the Saints are 31st in takeaways, so they're not generating a lot of turnovers. In fact, they only have one turnover in the last five weeks. That's not very good. Um, and they're 32nd in the league, which is dead last in turnover differential, negative 12. So their offense is turning the ball over more than their defense is generating takeaways. So something also to consider in this game. They are also 25th in opponent points per game. They allow 24.3 on average points per game to their opponents. So again, something that could possibly favor the 49ers. But all in all, I, I feel like the Saints are pretty balanced uh, all together as a team. And that that could be something that makes this uh, a potentially, not tough game, but just one that is in a walk in the park. I mean, I think when, I know when I saw this game on the schedule, at least after the bye week, I'm like, that should be a win. That's a win right there. Uh, and I didn't even think twice about it. But now that I'm looking at all the stats, I'm like, this could be a close game. Like, so, I just want to put that in, in your guys' mind too. So, you, you know, we're prepared for, you know, pretty much any outcome. Uh, and, you know, I like to educate you guys cause I like to educate myself on some of these matchups and how things might go just so I have some sort of expectation. But anyway, I expect based on the rankings I listed, it's a little, it would be a little harder for the 49ers offense to pass the ball, but they might have more success Uh, running the football. Let's look at uh, the offensive line and uh, defensive line matchup here. So we're looking at the 49ers offensive line against the Saints defensive line. So you see here, the Saints are pretty good on the edge. Uh, Carl Granson, he's pretty solid. He did stat pad against the Rams last week, but I mean, it's the Rams, so who doesn't? I mean, I feel like the Rams are that one team that everyone is just kind of having their way with this season. It's kind of crazy. But uh, Granson last week against the Rams had four pressures, two hurries, and two sacks. Um, Peyton Turner, their first-round edge from the 2021 draft, he's dealing with an injury this week. He wasn't seen practicing today, so... And that's today, it's Wednesday. So there is some time for him to get back on the practice field and potentially play. But again, something to keep an eye on. Peyton Turner, a question mark so far for this game. And that could have an impact on the defensive line and how effective they may be. But as I mentioned, some of the names that you're not seeing here are, you know, some of the guys that could potentially play in this game just based on some guys that we mentioned are back at practice, Marcus, Marcus Davenport, Cameron Jordan. Uh, So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that throughout the week because that would be a huge boost to this saints defensive line. But the good news is we just finished seeing the 49ers offensive line, having the game of their lives pretty much against the Cardinals. They were amazing in that game. We want to see more of that last week against the Cardinals. The um, 49ers offensive line allowed four quarterback hits, three hurries, seven total pressures, and best of all, zero sacks last week against the Cardinals, and that is huge. If they can keep that momentum going, it kind of seems like they're starting to hit a stride, right? And, you know, last week's game against the Cardinals – Not only did they pass block well, but I saw some badass run blocking too. And so that, you know, makes me feel good about the matchup. Not to say that the Saints, again, their defensive line is going to be a walk in the park, but 49ers offensive line is not the Rams offensive line. And just because we saw the Saints defensive line demolish the Rams last week and their offensive line last week does not mean that. That's gonna carry over to this week, but vice versa for the 49ers. So yes, the 49ers may give up a few more pressures this week against the Saints, but can't be worse than the Rams offensive line. So there, there's always that. Um Melissa asks, Steph, you've seen Sean Kugler fired because of the 49ers win in Mexico. He was not fired because of the 49ers, he was fired because he groped the woman. Uh so not cool. But yeah, it wasn't because of the 49ers. Although that's funny to think. But yeah. It it's just because he's trash. He's a trash human being. So <laughs> uh that's good they fired him, I guess, for that. Uh what's going on, Tanya? Thank you for joining. And make sure you guys like this video if you have not yet. Appreciate it. Um all right. So because of what I mentioned uh with The 49ers potentially having more success on the ground this week. I had to, you know, look up Christian McCaffrey and how he did against the Saints as a member of the Panthers, because the Panthers are a division opponent to the Saints. Usually, divisional opponents play each other a lot tougher than other teams, you know, because they're so familiar with each other. So I wanted to see how Christian McCaffrey uh, did in his career against the Saints. And here's what I found. So in eight games that he played against the Saints, he averaged 46.6 rushing yards per game. He was also averaging 3.4 yards per carry. And of course, we know Christian McCaffrey is more than just a rusher. So he also had 54.5 receiving yards per game on average in those eight games. And he had five total touchdowns Uh, against the Saints in those eight games so not the most not the greatest numbers okay I know and you can you can do what you want with this information I and I'm not saying that this means McCaffrey is gonna get shut down this week either I'm simply presenting the information it could be completely different we have to consider the fact as well that You know, the Panthers are an entirely different team. Christian McCaffrey was pretty much their entire offense for much of the time he was there. And now he's on a team with the 49ers that have a lot of other weapons. So you can't always just focus on Christian McCaffrey because the other playmakers are going to make you pay. So I just wanted to present this information, I guess, to... Make you guys aware, you know, if, if you weren't already, and uh, you know, just have it in the back of your mind. Don't I guess don't be completely surprised if he does get shut down um on Sunday. That that's all um I wanted to point out there. But if that were to happen, if if the Saints choose to focus on Christian McCaffrey, I think the 49ers are gonna be okay because. We've seen Elijah Mitchell how good he's looked in his first few games back from IR. He's been looking very efficient. He has 5.7 yards per carry this season, and so he has to if he has to take an extended role uh, to help this team win on Sunday. I feel good about it, and and I think the 49ers and he would have success if you know things go south of, with McCaffrey and Mitchell has to take on a larger role. So, I'd be comfortable with it. Also, have to consider the fact again the 49ers are not the Panthers and they have way more uh playmakers on this team. Uh for example, George Kittle, although I will uh also give another slide of caution here for George Kittle because yes, we just Finished seeing him have a great game against the Cardinals. The Cardinals, by the way, one of the worst teams against tight ends. But the Saints are one of the toughest teams against tight ends this season. They're allowing an average of just 33.45 yards per game to tight ends and have only allowed one touchdown this season to tight ends. They've played 10, 10 weeks, okay? It's been 10 weeks. I don't know. Actually, nine. Have they had the bye week? I don't know. I don't remember. But that's a large sample size, and to only have allowed one touchdown to a tight end is pretty crazy. That one touchdown was to Mark Andrews, one of the uh, top three tight ends in the league to happen in week nine. So, again, not, not so much to say that George Kittle may not score because Mark Andrews has done it and I would put George Kittle in the conversation of one of the top tight ends in the league, right, up there with Kelsey and Andrews. But I'm just putting it out there that maybe we see George Kittle kind of, you know, go back into the shadows a little bit on this offense this week just because the Saints are so tough against tight ends. So, again, just wanting to point that out. But the good thing is... um, You know, we have other weapons besides George Kittle, you know, so we have wide receivers uh, who Kyle Shanahan uses pretty well. Brandon Ayuk, what I'm seeing from Brandon Ayuk is he's hitting the stride lately. He's been very consistent for this team, very reliable, and I think he can beat anybody. He can beat any cornerback. The key is... Jimmy Garoppolo finding him on those plays where he cooks his man because he's been he's been cooking some dudes out there, but you know Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't always see it. You know I don't I don't blame him. Sometimes you got to get the ball out quick before Brandon Ayuk finishes his route. Anyway, but Brandon Ayuk can beat anybody, and especially in the red zone, he's been especially lethal um, as of late. And so I think there's an opportunity for Brandon Ayuk these 49ers wide receivers to find some success against uh, the Saints defense, despite, you know, some of the rankings that we saw earlier of the Saints having a bit more success against, you know, the passing game. I still feel like Brandon Ayuk can, can get open. He can, you know, be effective enough to help the 49ers move the ball and be successful. And then we have Debo who I think Again, if Christian McCaffrey were to possibly be keyed in on by the Saints' defense, I think Debo can be a beneficiary beneficiary of that, and I feel like we saw that even last week against um, against the Cardinals on his touchdown end-around play. Uh, I thought that was one a great play design by Kyle Shanahan, but it also just goes to show, like the defense was going the opposite direction because one, it looked like the play was going in that direction, but also because the running back was going in that direction. So they kind of keyed in on that. Debo Samuel, of course, going the opposite way with blockers in front of him. It's just a great, smart way to use Debo Samuel. And I think we can continue to, to see that type of usage for him in this game. And that's something that not a lot of teams can stop. And I know, before the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey, uh, there was a lot of defenses really keen in on Debo Samuel, and it was kind of predictable whenever Debo was in the backfield. You know, defenses was kind of would kind of know that he was going to get the ball. But now with Christian McCaffrey, it, it, you just don't know anymore who's going to get the ball between either one of those guys or it could be a pass to, to someone else. You just never know, so... I think it opens things up for Debo in that regard, and his wide back role, uh, I think, is still effective because of Christian McCaffrey. So, I think we see a little bit more of that in this game as well. Juwan Jennings, he was a little quiet last week, um, somewhat disappointing. I think there, were, he was thrown the ball a couple times, but uh, one of them was the one he slipped, and the other one was the the attempt in the end zone that he kind of missed. I, I don't know if he missed it or if it was slightly overthrown. I feel like he could have caught it. But anyway, he was quiet last week. Okay, Jawan Jennings. Maybe, you know, potentially he, he has a not big game. I don't think there's any big Jawan Jennings games unless it's like, you know, a bunch of third down conversions, which there could be. Uh, but I think, you know, we might see some more involvement with Juwan Jennings this week, especially because, uh, like I mentioned, George Kittle may be locked up a little bit, um, you know, from the linebackers. So, yeah, we could see a little more Juwan Jennings if you guys are into that kind of thing. And uh, let me get some comments here. Let's see. Tanya says Saints offense is ninth in run blocking. Very interesting stat. Very good. I'm going to make note of that because I haven't done my my offense preview for the Saints offense I haven't looked into them quite yet so I'll I'll make sure to talk about that tomorrow uh, when I talk about the 40 not tomorrow Friday when I talk about the 49ers defense matchup against the Saints offense we'll preview that and Tanya also says we got to make sure we don't let Taysom Hill run wild yeah, I would expect them to try to use Taysom Hill a little bit more this week. Um, he's been quiet the last few weeks, but I feel like they might realize, hey, we have this really you know, talented, dangerous guy on our team. Why aren't we using him enough? That could happen against the 49ers. I feel like the 49ers will be ready for that, though, and they kind of have been historically, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, CG Ruthless, what's going on, man? You guys subscribe to his channel if you have not yet. Great 49ers content as well. He says, we got to stop Kamara mostly. Yeah. Kamara, you always got to stop. But I think, again, the 49ers defense has been able to do that this this season. They've been great at stopping the run. So I think they're going to have a fine plan for stopping Kamara, stopping Taysom Hill. Um, But... I'll do some more research on the Saints' offense for Friday's episode, but we're going to continue talking about the 49ers' offense going up against the Saints' defense. And finally, let's get to Jimmy Garoppolo, because for all of the reasons that I mentioned earlier, and I'll bring up the slide one more time uh, for the video viewers here, Um, but but for some of these rankings that you see in regards to the Saints' uh, defense, defending the pass, I think this will be a game where, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo won't be throwing quite as much as we saw last week. And that's okay because he may not even need to throw that much because if he is efficient as he has been lately, he's been really good. He's been very accurate Uh, on third downs. He's been very sharp. You know, if he can do all those things, there is no reason that this offense can't have success in this game because you know they have way too much talent if the Saints defense wants to key in on a specific guy whether that be McCaffrey whether that be George Kittle there's other playmakers on this team who can make plays and are just as dangerous um, with the ball in their hands so I you know I'm on that I'm on the uh, idea that the 49ers offense doesn't have any excuses to underperform and so these last few games to me have pretty much just been a a validating kind of you know stretch because it's like finally we're seeing what this offense can do so that being said even if Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw the football if, if he throws it just a few times as long as he's efficient in those times that he does throw it the 49ers can win this game because again, there's other playmakers. If Christian McCaffrey is, is going to get keyed in on, we have Elijah Mitchell, who has proven to be effective with the ball in his hands as well. And so there's just too much talent on this offense to not figure out a way to win and to not be able to score points. So that's why I feel pretty good all around. Like, yes, it may not be as dominant as it was last week. And that's pretty much all I was saying. Um, with the fact that the 49ers can't overlook this defense. Um, I think it'll be tougher sledding for them. And I still think it'll be a closer game than, you know, I might have originally expected. I think it'll be a low-scoring, close game. uh, But, you know, I I think the 49ers can still win. So one of the big questions this week has been, or in the the last couple of days, should the 49ers re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason? And I am curious to know what you guys in the comments think. Uh, should the 49ers look to resign Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason? He's on a one-year deal with the team. There's pretty much no chance of a trade, right? He's, he's the QB one right now. Um, of course, if Trey Lance had stayed healthy, there was always an the option. They could have traded Jimmy Garoppolo in the season, but that ship has sailed. Jimmy Garoppolo is here to stay to the rest of the season. So really the 49ers don't really have a lot of leverage over Jimmy Garoppolo and what happens in the off season. It's really more so a matter of do the 49ers want him back? Does Jimmy Garoppolo, would he want to come back to the 49ers? Um, And that's one of the questions we don't know. Do I think the 49ers would want Jimmy Garoppolo back? With the way that he's playing, it wouldn't at all surprise me. However, there are some hurdles to that, right? Like, it's not as simple as, well, he's playing well, so they're going to re sign him. The 49ers have allocated a lot of cap space to uh, a lot of players. Nick Bosa is, is the next man up to get a new deal. So they have to, you know, protect those investments that they've made. And they have to think long-term about you know their financial future and their their cap space. So basically, if they were to extend Jimmy Garoppolo, it would be a multi-year deal. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is doing another one-year deal. He wants to have uh, another multi-year deal. How long that deal is, I don't know. I would think maybe a few years, uh, but... You know I, I don't think the 49ers are really in a position to offer Jimmy Garoppolo you know that much money and and that much time um on a deal because Jimmy Garoppolo the way he's playing right now and the way other quarterbacks on other teams are playing right now you know Zach Wilson just got benched Davis Mills just got benched so there's a lot of QB needy teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback this offseason. And Jimmy Garoppolo so far looks like one of those players that should be at the top of those people's lists uh, or those teams' lists uh, for you know how they would replace or get a new quarterback. And so in that sense, the 49ers can't really or won't really, I don't think, get into a bidding war for Jimmy Garoppolo. But again, it'll really come down to if Jimmy Garoppolo wants to be back and does that outweigh him wanting to, you know, get more money from another team. He knows he has a lot of success here. He knows that Kyle Shanahan, you know, brings out some strengths in him. Uh, You know, I was talking with Ryan Hensley on his channel not too long ago, but the fact that Brian Greasy, the new quarterback coach, um, like we think that he's been great for Jimmy Garoppolo this season. And so Yes, he's in a good situation here. He likes all the playmakers, you know, all his his co-workers, essentially, you know. Uh, And so if that weighs uh, heavily and he values that um, personally, then, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they can make something work. But I don't know. I still think it's too early to say because it really depends on how this the rest of this season goes for Jimmy Garoppolo and this team. If the 49ers were to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback, I mean, I think you kind of you kind of have to make some decisions there. I I would totally understand that. But if that doesn't happen, that I think the 49ers and even Jer- Jimmy Garoppolo would be okay with saying, yeah, like this didn't really work out how we thought it would. You know, I'm going to go I'm going to go <laughs> and check out some some other uh, teams. So I, I don't know. I still think it's too early to say I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers have thought in their mind, Hey, maybe we should bring this guy back with the way he's playing. Um, but again, it all like Jimmy Garoppolo has more power in the situation this off season than he has in years. So I think he's going to use that power uh, as he should. And, and I think he should get the money that's out there. We always talk about how players should, get the the money that's available to them when it's available, because in football, you never know uh, how long your career is going to be. And yes, he's, he's had a lot of success. He's had good deals. Um, You know, the deal that he was with the 49ers before was, was a great massive deal. Um, But, you know, maybe he wants more and I wouldn't fault him for that. So it's really up to what the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo want to do and how this season finishes up. But yeah. The let me see what you guys think in the comments. I'm sure this is going to be this is going to be interesting. What's going on Niner Gang? Melissa says, "Hell no more 10. She wants nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo anymore." Um Niner Gang says, "Not likely, but if you can't do it in a perfect world, we can have both quarterbacks, but Jimmy G is probably elsewhere next year." Yeah, I agree with this. In a perfect world, you would have both quarterbacks and I, I think with the fact that you know trey lance coming off that that broken ankle, he didn't play again this season, the 49ers need a solid quarterback to go with trey lance um but the plan would of course be if if Jimmy Garoppolo would come back, it would be for him to be qB one and he'd have to have that security to know hey, you guys aren't going to start Trey Lance, right? Like, I'm the unquestioned QB1. I think that's the only, like, biggest condition that Jimmy Garoppolo would have for him to come back. Again, it's all up to him. He has all the power and and leverage in the situation, I think, which is different from what we've seen, um, you know, in the past. So, you know, I think he should use that power. Yeah, Niner Gang says, too many teams need quarterbacks right now. The Jets are one of them. Look, the Jets are a good team and they're the makeup of their team is very similar to the 49ers in the sense that they're a defense first kind of team. Uh, they have a playoff defense right now. That's the fact. That's why they're are they five and two, right? Five and two or five and three right now. Yeah, that I it's because of their defense. It's not because of Zach Wilson. Okay, maybe a little of Joe Flacco in the beginning of the season, but um yeah the i mean the the jets are a good team you know they have they have one of the little floors over there right um the offensive coordinators so you know they have some piece some familiar pieces for Jimmy Garoppolo that I think would be you know desirable for him should he want a change of scenery I think the jets would be A great choice for him. CG says, Jimmy will cost too much. His value will skyrocket. I agree. I think it already has, assuming things continue to go like they have, which again, like I said, it's too early to say, like, what if he has another injury towards the end of the season? You know, that brings his value down. What if he starts to regress a little bit? That brings his value down. So that is all very fluid. That can change the rest of this season. We, we just don't know. But if things continue the way that they, they're they going right now, yeah, absolutely. I think Jimmy will cost too much, and it will be a matter of Jimmy taking a smaller deal or less money with the 49ers than, than going with another team and getting another deal. Does he want to do that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't if I were him, but I don't know. Melissa says we have 30 plus on one year deal. Stop wasting cap on Jimmy G it's time to rip off the bandaid and move on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see it either way, you know, like I, either way I think I'd understand um, because yeah, the the 49ers can't continue putting money into Jimmy Garoppolo, They have to take advantage of the fact that they they have a quarterback on a rookie deal in Trey Lance, and they can spend that money elsewhere. Uh, Nick Bosa extension, for example, some other guys who you may want to extend, you know, things like that. So I think there's there's a lot of nuance to it that is more complicated than just. You know, yes or no in this situation. CG says, what can be difficult if he wins the Super Bowl, he can cash in a huge payday elsewhere. Um, Which is funny because if he did win the Super Bowl with the 49ers, I think the 49ers would be all over wanting to resign him uh, to another deal. So that's the crazy part. Yes, he would demand more money elsewhere. But also, would the 49ers be willing to pay that money just because he got into to a Super Bowl? Would they want to be like, yeah, let's run it back? I don't know. It's it's weird. Weird situation. Tanya says, yes, Steph, Greasy has helped Jimmy G improve. Yeah, I, I think he definitely has. But she says, no way he's not coming back. I don't think so either. But, you know, people, people have said, well, you know, maybe he values... You know, the teammates more. He already had a big deal. He, you know, he's already made a lot of money. He doesn't need to play for money anymore. Bullshit. I, I, if I were him, I'd be going after the money. I'd be chasing the money. But, you know, that, that's just me. CG says, could it change? A Super Bowl win can change the possibility of Jimmy returning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it can. And so, like, it, it's... It's one thing, you know, we can start discussing this because Jimmy has been playing so well lately, but, you know, it is a fluid conversation, right? This can change week to week, you know, next week, you know, if Jimmy looks terrible on Sunday. I might be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm done with this experiment. Um, but again, yeah, it's, it's all about how this season finishes for Jimmy Garoppolo in the offense as a whole. It'll be interesting, though, because I think it's going to be a discussion, you know, until the 49 ers season ends. And and even after that, I think it's going to be a discussion. So the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance debates are not over, I don't think, unfortunately. But anyway, you know, let, let's just uh, end it right here. The The 49ers, like I said, to recap everything I sp- talked about, if you guys missed the episode. um, I think that the Saints defense are tougher on they're they're tougher on the passing game, but there is some vulnerability there on the ground. And I do think that the 49ers will have more success on the ground this week than they did last week. I think the the type of game from last week, it's going to it's going to kind of flip. Um So just, just be prepared for that, but that's good because I think it'll prove that this 49ers team can win in a variety of ways. You know, they can pass the football, they can win running the football as well. Uh, You know, some weeks they're going to do it with George Kittle being a huge part of it. Some weeks they'll do it with uh, Debo being a huge part of it and vice versa. Like that. There's so many playmakers. They have no excuses, but to be successful and find ways to win. So All in all, I think the 49ers offense will find a way to win in this game, but yeah, it's going to be It's going to be tougher than we think. I think the, the defense Saints defense is going to prove to be kind of, kind of tough. It's going to be a low scoring game, I think, but I still think the 49ers could win. So, all right, guys, that's all for me today. What's going on, Ty? You joined late. You're going to have to rewind this video, but Um, if you guys have not yet, make sure that you like this video, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you have not yet, we're so close to hitting monetization on this channel and it's all because of you guys and all the support that you show. So I really appreciate it. Um, any share, any like goes a long way. So thank you so much. And, uh, have a good Thanksgiving, guys. Um, and I'm thankful for you guys for all the love that that you give me and for giving me, you know, this platform and this space to, you know, share my passion for the 49ers. So thankful for you guys and uh, thankful for football. Enjoy, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving meal. Enjoy football in your families. And uh, I'll be back on Friday for the 49ers defense preview episode. Have a good rest of your afternoon. Peace.